we will uh, seek to answer here over these next few weeks. How will you respond? I remember uh, many, many, many years ago a response that, that I made upon uh, God's movement in my life. I, uh, I accepted Christ uh, very early in, uh, in my life. I had a, a, a wonderful, a profound, uh, life-changing experience uh, around the age of 13, to be quite honest with you. And it was uh, soon after that experience of Christ that I began to hear pretty clearly a call to, uh, to go into full-time Christian service, to uh, go into the ministry, as it's so often, uh, often called. I, uh, I made that decision, uh, again, pretty early on as I made my way into, uh, into high school. Uh, certainly need uh, you to know that I, um, I continue to um, heed that call to this day continue to respond to God's voice, His leaning in, in my life, uh, so that uh, what I'm about right now is not so much predicated upon a 13 or 14-year-old young man, but uh, one that continues to be fresh and current and re relevant for, uh, for, for the day at hand. So I'm thankful for God um, not only presenting Himself through Christ, but also offering that call to, uh, to, to service within the, the life of the church. I um, am thankful each and every day for God's uh, good work, and that journey um, has been absolutely wonderful. Not without its pain, not without its twists and turns, not without its bumps, but it has is, it is clearly been a journey where God has been... Uh, been very much a part and has uh, worked through me, hopefully, to, uh, to good end. So this morning, as we uh, kick off this uh, brand new sermon series, as we explore call and how that plays out in the mission field of the world, uh, we, uh, we consider the, the life of, of Samuel. Samuel heard the call around uh, age 12 or 13. Now, I'm not trying to uh, liken uh, Samuel's life to my own, uh, that's certainly not the case, but at least we have that in common. Being called by God at a relatively young age is a, is a part of Samuel's story, as we will we'll soon see. So we'll be considering the stories of uh, people just like Samuel and also others within the life of our congregation who have responded to God's call, all in, all in varied ways. So it's, um, it, it, it's good that as we hear these stories that we title this sermon series, Storyline. And hopefully every one of us will be challenged that, that we too have a storyline. And if we, if we do not, that we, uh, we put ourselves before the Lord and allow Him to, to begin to weave His way into our lives sharing what His call is for, for each of us. So today, let's uh, hear from the Scripture. We'll be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Let's hear this from God's Word. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. 
there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, "Here, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. May God bless us as we hear his word today. And may we find ourselves being drawn by the Spirit to take our lives and apply them to that word. And in that, may we um, hear clearly God's call for our lives. May God be with us all. Well, my mom has a, a pretty tough time hearing these days. She's not hearing like she once did. Her hearing loss seems to be getting progressively worse. Now, she's tried hearing aids, but quite frankly, she She just doesn't like them. To put it another way, she refuses to wear them, much to our chagrin. In fact, we just recently brought her hearing aids out to the the beehive of Goshen, where mom is now living, and they just sort of uh, disappeared one day. We figure she threw them in the garbage. She, She said to me the other day, I just sort of sit here in silence. Now, every one of us knows that her uh, quality of, uh, of life uh, would be much better if she could hear. So we're going to give uh, hearing aids another try, and I might uh, try uh, using super glue this time. We'll just wait and see. I'm really teasing, I can assure you. It's tough not being able to hear. Many who have uh, permanent hearing loss compensate in marvelous ways. And they are to be commended. Others just sort of uh, make their way in the mix of uh, not really being able to hear very well, not really knowing what they are missing. Spiritually, it's tough not being able to hear, particularly when it comes to the things that God wants to say to each of us, the ways that He he wants to, to... inform our lives, suffering in that sort in nature. 
when we listen, we attune our ears to the one who is trying to communicate with us. I'll, I'll often meet with newlyweds that I'm about to, to marry. We, we share in a, a number of sessions, uh, premarital counseling, and I'll always say that, that communication is critical to the health of their relationship. You know, I'll say if, if you communicate rightly, then, then all other things begin to fall in line, and that truly is the case. I've, I've found that to be the case in my own marriage. Communication is, just, is not just a matter of sharing. It's also a matter of listening. Author Bruce Larson writes that one of the greatest gifts God can give us in life is the gift of listening. Listening is the, the key to success and, and perhaps even survival in most relationships. He makes a good point. It is so important, this stuff of listening, that it is critical to every relationship. Listening is, is, is also uh, critical to, to our relationship with God. Just as critical, if not more so, listening for what God has to say. And so the question comes, and one that hopefully we will, uh, will ask ourselves a number of times as we make our way over these next few weeks, what is God trying to say to you? Sometimes when it comes to hearing from God, we figure that nothing short of a burning bush will do. You know, we just, we just really need to hear, and it needs to be so absolutely clear that there's no mistaking what God is saying. It's almost as if the, the, the phone would ring, and then we would pick it up, and then there is the, 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 the distinguishable voice of God sharing into our lives. For me, God is always uh, speaking, but yet so often what, where I really hear God is in that still small voice, not so much in a, in a burning bush or in a phone that, that rings and you pick up and you begin to hear, but in that still small voice that is brought on and cultivated by a life of faith. I find that God communicates that way all the time. The fact that the Lord uh, spoke to Elijah in this way is, has always heartened me, the still, small voice. In 1 Kings 19, verse 10 and following, the Lord was uh, about to pass by, and Elijah was desirous to hear from the Lord. At first, there was a, a powerful wind, but the Lord was not in the wind. Next came an earthquake, but the, the Lord was not in the earthquake. Next came a fire, but the Lord was not in the, the fire. And after that came a gentle whisper. It is in this still, small voice that Elisha heard from the Lord. Don't always expect when it comes to, to God speaking into your life some grand display. Listen for the still, small voice of the Lord. More times than not, God speaks in ways that only those ready to listen will actually hear the power and the profundity of the still small voice. Well, Samuel was uh, 
dedicated to God from, uh, from, from birth. You can read about that in the, in the very first chapter of 1 Samuel. Samuel's mom saw to that. She was having trouble being pregnant and said, well, if I get pregnant, then I will dedicate my child to the Lord. And she, she made good on that promise. Upon being weaned, <coughs> Samuel was delivered to the temple and into the care of Eli, the, the, the high priest. The Scripture reports that the word of the Lord was rare in those days. That's an interesting admission, that the word of the Lord was rare. The people probably just weren't listening. Again, that important stuff of listening for God and what he wants to say in the mix of life. That was certainly the case for Eli's sons. You, you continue to read in that book of 1 Samuel, and they, they literally had made a mockery of the worship of God. God was still at work, though, even though the people didn't always notice. They were just so, sort of going through the motions when it came to worship. And when it uh, came to their relationship with God, that's when God started to, to lean into Samuel's life. One night while Samuel was uh, resting, God called out three times. Each time Samuel mistakenly thought uh, Eli was calling, the Scripture tells us that Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I think that's interesting. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. I read that to say that, that, that Samuel knew of God, but had not yet really experienced God. He was about to, though in, in a very big way. The intentions of Samuel's mother only went so far. You see, Samuel had to accept for himself it comes to every one of us to accept for ourselves. It comes to us to, to get to know the Lord, and in knowing the Lord, we will find ourselves at a much better place to listen to the very things that He wants to say in our lives. After the Lord called a third time, it finally dawned on Eli, and it's interesting that it took a while for, for Eli to catch on. Maybe that shares that he wasn't as close to God as, as maybe you would suppose. Well, it, it finally dawned on Eli that the one calling must have been God Almighty. Go back, said, said Eli, and if the Lord calls again, you answer. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's exactly how Samuel responded when the Lord approached him for the fourth time. Samuel listened. Samuel listened and followed the Lord the rest of his life. So as a part of this sermon series here over these next few weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be hearing from others who are responding to God's call. I think it's going to be exciting to hear from, from all of uh, these persons. It, 
uh, it, we'll find that uh, God is leaning into their lives in different ways. They're receiving that call in different ways. This morning, uh, we hear from Scott Bartell. We've already uh, shared a beautiful song that he, uh, he shared uh, just a bit ago about, uh, about listening and hearing from God. So let's uh, hear from this one who also has repeated, just as Samuel, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Come, my friend, and share. I'm not nearly as eloquent as Samuel was. So for about the past, past, uh, past 10 or 15 years, I've heard this nudge from God saying, serve, come serve in ministry with me. And it went on for a number of years, and, and if I was eloquent like Samuel, I would have said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I said, well, what? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Um, and so I started taking it a little more seriously. So I thought, okay, what, do you, what are you asking me to do? And I didn't feel called to go to seminary and become a pastor. I didn't feel called to use my singing uh, to be a Christian singer and, and, and have a ministry that way. Um, I've always loved hanging around with, with our youth, and, but I didn't feel a call in, in that direction. So um, the call was growing louder and more consistent, but I just didn't really get a direction as to where I was supposed to be. In September of 2020, my company, um, because of the China flu, decided that they're going to eliminate my position across the entire company. So, and I was at Cincinnati at the time, and I was sitting there just thinking, okay, uh, I'm listening. What do you want me to do? I was kind of listening better, I guess, at that time. Um, so I came back to Louisville, and I immediately began reaching out to Christian friends. I came to talk to Tom. I talked to Ashley. I talked to people. said, you know, do you know of anything? You know, what, what should I do? Uh, and I met with a guy named Will Parton, who grew up in our church, and he runs Go Ministries now. And I met with Will, and um, we talked through some things. And we got at the end of the lunch meeting, it was pretty clear that there was probably going to be a role for me at Go. Um, and as we got to the cars, and, and he pulled out first, and he backed up and said, hey, call my mom. I'm like, okay, I can call your mom. Well, at the time, Jennifer was the executive director of a ministry called Prodigal Ministries, which is a prison ministry based out of Buckner, Kentucky. And I thought, okay, I'll call her. So I called her. We met a few times. Um, I met with the chairman of the board, um, went to a couple Bible studies. And in late November, uh, they actually offered me the job. So you're going to love this next part. So I come home, and I tell my wife, honey, I got a job. And, of course, her countenance is kind of bright. And she said, really, what are you going to be doing? And I said, well, I'm going to be working with uh, recent, re recently released felons from prison. Um, I'm going to take a huge pay cut. There's no benefits. The operations are in shambles, and the finances are really bad. Ain't it, ain't it grand? And so we've been married for th almost 36 years. It'll be 36 years next month, and, and I'm familiar with this look. So I get the look, and it was, have you lost your mind? And, uh, but instead, what she said was, is this what you really want to do? Um, and I said in my most confident voice, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, I think this is what God wants me to do. So I officially started on the December 1st, and despite some really, really crazy circumstances, long hours, crazy hours and things, I really haven't worked a day since. I mean, how about that? It really didn't feel like I worked a day. So I guess God kind of has me right where he wanted me. Um, so I guess the, to kind of wrap it up, when you hear God calling, whether it's in that loud rushing wind, a clap of thunder, and that still small noise, which is what it was with me. Just follow Samuel's lead and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And to close, um, I've told this story before, but many of you know and, and love the Harold Smith. And Harold Smith, we've been, Lynn and I have been here for 35 years, and I think Harold was here when I got here. So he's, he was here a long time, kind of a patriarch. 
And I swear to you, for 30 years, or 25 years maybe, I'd pass him in the hall every day and I'd say, Harold, how are you doing today? And Harold would say every time, everything's proceeding according to plan. And I'm like, great, that's fantastic, Harold. Good for you, buddy. And I just go right on. And so after about probably 15 years, um, he was coming down the hall and I said, Harold, how are you today? He said, everything's proceeding according to plan. So I crossed him up a little bit. I said, well, Harold, what's the plan for today? And he, he turned and he looked at me, he smiled, and he winked. He said, I don't know. It's not my plan. So um, I'm not exactly sure where uh, the ministry is headed, and I'm not sure what God has planned for me in the future, but I do know this. I'm exactly where God wants me to be. So thank you. It's certainly headed according to plan. All of us were inspired uh, in hearing uh, Harold say that. Scott, thank you. And we're thankful that you, uh, you're squarely in, in God's flow for your life. God be with you. So how's God, how is God calling you? Again, that's the, that's the question. That's the question we're asking ourselves. Maybe even the question that we're asking one another. It's certainly a, an appropriate question to ask uh, within family. How is God calling you? And when it comes to uh, God's call upon your life, how are you responding? Ultimately, uh, all of us need to respond. We respond one way or the other, either accepting or not so much accepting, maybe even just flatly rejecting. Rest assured, your response will, will always depend upon um, a leap of faith, just where it is. We, we step out from where we are and move toward the very thing that God would have us to be doing. It's interesting that upon uh, responding to God's call that young Samuel was given a pretty tough assignment. You know, again, you can read uh, about that, about the third chapter of, uh, of 1 Samuel. Samuel was... To, to first of all speak a very harsh word to Eli and uh, his sons, particularly in regard to what the, the sons were, were doing. And I'm sure that that was not at all easy for young Samuel, again, about 13 years old. It was not an easy thing for him to do. Responding to, to God's call always leads us to stretch. It leads us to move beyond what's comfortable. The interesting thing about uh, what's comfortable is that if we are not careful, we can slip into complacency awfully fast, which is never, ever a good place to be, particularly when it comes to our spiritual lives. We shared a couple of weeks ago about talking about being changed by Christ. And we continue to have, uh, have, have that notion in our, in, our, um, in our minds and hearts, that, that notion of becoming that, that strong disciple, of abiding in Christ, of being changed by Christ, of, uh, of then going and uh, taking on those uh, important things that, that, that lead us to act for, for Christ. We shared a couple of weeks ago in regard to change that great things never come. Great things never come from your comfort zone. How's that going to look for you? 
as you seek to uh, respond to God, trying to, to, to lean into your life, to speak into your life, will you listen? And in listening, will you find yourself responding? May you, in that response, be just like Samuel. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray together. And God, we pray that you speak into our lives. And it is our desire to listen. And in listening, we pray that you empower us to respond. And along the way, we pray for your help and strength to live out the call that you visit upon us. So God, do with us what you will. And move us to to the very places that you would, would have us to be. Let us move well beyond what is comfortable to the very place where we, uh, we find ourselves engaged with you every step along the way because we can do no other but hold fast to you as we move forward. God, thank you for seeing fit to bend our way, to touch our lives, and to bless us in your love. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen.